I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. That's what I love about our culture is we're a culture of really not just sitting there and not being okay with the mediocre. We challenge ourselves. Our community is very, very engaged. They're very authentic. They tell us when they don't like something. So listen to your community. Be at these new frontiers. Really keep your head in the stars, right? Listening to your community and moving at things with elf speed. To thrive in a rapidly evolving landscape, brands must move at an ever-increasing pace. I'm Matt Britton, founder and CEO of Suzy. Join me and key industry leaders as we dive deep into the shifting consumer trends within their industry, why it matters now, and how you can keep up. Welcome to the Speed of Culture. We're back with our next episode of Season 2 of the Speed of Culture podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined here in Las Vegas for CES with a special guest, Ekta Chopra. She is the Chief Digital Officer at Elf Beauty. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And what an exciting day today. Uh, so. yeah. It's <laughs> great to be here. It's a very inspiring venue to talk about the future of digital and, and innovation and all the great things going on uh, with Elf Beauty. I'd love to first start learning a little bit about your background and uh, the road that you took to lead you to where you are today. Yeah. So I my career started in aerospace pretty much. And then from there on, I joined a private equity, which I think gave me so much opportunity to dive into different types of brands and companies and so forth. But I was born a technologist, but now pivoted into a digital leader. Uh, I also oversee the business aspect of all our digital commerce at Elf Beauty, as well as customer service and all things technology. So let's talk about your time in the private equity world. So were you an analyst there and were you kind of looking at deals on behalf of the company? I helped them every time like a company would come to them, but I was hired as their head of technology. So I would help them actually look at other companies, whether we need to make an investment in the company, whether their goals were to go public or can we spin off something? Is there an IP opportunity? So I was there kind of an intruder to make sure technology was sane and it's not going to require a lot of investment. And if so, is it going to pay off? So you were a real 
technology person, unlike yeah. <laughs> a lot of people who know how to post on Instagram and send into tech, but that's kind of where your background is, which I think is really interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious how that, that role led to you being at a beauty brand. It oh my seems gosh. like such a jump. I mean, the leaps that you took from being in aerospace <laughs> to being in private equity to now being yeah. in a beauty brand, it's just, it's very diverse. And it is. It's fascinating. Why do they hire somebody from private equity? It's just, <laughs> usually when you talk to somebody from a beauty yeah. brand who has a prominent position in digital or marketing, they're lifelong in the beauty yeah. uh, industry at, or it's tangential than an apparel yeah. or something of that nature. So how did you even end up there and how did you get that role? Uh, well, I think the CFO there got my reference from somebody uh, because I, the investment group kind of knew me and then the rest was kind of history from there. But I think, um, you know, when we are hiring, I think you, you always look for, hey, do they have this experience or that experience? I think diverse thinking is so important. Yeah. Sometimes when you're going through either a transformation or you're going through like a rapid growth spurt, you need people who are just not thinking the way you are. Sure. And that's when disruption really happens. And I think not every company thinks that way. Yeah, You exactly. know, a lot of companies are seeing, seeing this. They hire people that, um, you know, are only in their industry and then they basically look and act like everyone else. Exactly. So I think the, the best companies are ones that pick people from disparate backgrounds. Exactly. Uh, you know, that have differentiated points of view and that's how you really exactly. break the ground, right? Exactly. So, so you said, you were saying that you joined ELF, you know, nine months before it went public. Exactly. I guess maybe, so... That must have been a wild ride. Let's just zoom out for a second. What is Elf Beauty for those who don't know ah, it? And come on, man. Everybody knows Elf Beauty. Number one Gen Z brand. Okay. Right? We've experienced 15 straight growth quarters, uh, which is incredible. And we are a house of three brands, basically. Elf Cosmetics, which is our OG brand. It's been around for 18 years. So that's where sort of it all started uh-huh. <laughs> with selling $1 makeup online. And then we have a well people which we acquired during the pandemic year. And then we actually built a brand during a pandemic year, which is Keys Soul Care with Alicia Keys. Oh, wow. So we are a house of portfolio of those brands. And then we also started our Elf Skin brand, which is now our fourth brand. So it's really not, I should have, house. it's not really three brands. It's actually four brands now. <laughs> And this elf has its own it has its own retail location. Uh, no, we do not. not so eighty okay. percent of our business is distribution, and twenty percent is direct international okay. combination. Gotcha. And then how much of the business is through your? I guess, brick and mortar partners versus direct to consumer online. So 80% is distributed. Okay. Basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that would be, yeah. Okay. So as chief digital officer, your main role, you talk about being one of the leading Gen Z brands. Mm-hmm. Um, is it about taking, I guess, the brand equity pillars that have been created by the CMO and then making sure that you bottle them up into assets and content you can push to consumer ultimately to drive sales? Is that the best way to describe yeah. the role? And, and if I look at sort of our mission, Elf, uh, we are a bold disruptor with a kind heart. Mm-hmm. And if you think about sort of bringing your consumer experience to life, I think having a empathetic lens, having a diverse lens, having a lens which is inclusive and, uh, you know, really sort of moves at the speed of culture and so forth as well. I think it's really important that we sort of take into account there's the external consumer journey, there's the internal consumer journey. How are you going to make sure that behind the scenes, you know, when you're serving your consumer, everything is connected. And when you're 
selling online or anywhere else, everything is connected. Of course. And if I think about the uniqueness at ELF, almost 80% of the organization reports into the CMO. And there's a reason for that. Wow. Because if you think about from innovation all the way to the selling of this online, I think all of those aspects actually go through the CMO. So it really gives you a very connected lens, which then allows us to bring these things to life you know, in the digital ecosystem in a very consistent way. So how much of your role is focused on the art of marketing versus science of marketing? Because given your background that you're yeah. in private equity and you, you know, obviously you're a technologist by trait, yeah. are you focused much more on the data and the science behind yeah. it? And how much do you spend on the creative and the messaging? I would say when I started, it was a lot about sort of the plumbing, right? right. Making sure the pipes are ready, things are going in and out sure. and everything is, you know. And was ready. a lot of that nascent when you joined? Did it, you? Yeah there was nothing that was existed. So I wow. had to build all of that. But I think I find myself to be more on the artistic side, side now because, you know, if I think about TikTok, <laughs> we were the first TikTok billionaire in our eyes, lips of face campaign was the most viral campaign on TikTok. And one of the challenges that I gave myself then was, okay, how did it do that? How can I break the algorithm? Fast forward, it took me a year, but now I have 20,000 followers on TikTok because I love to understand what are people creating? How are they creating it? What's working? The insights behind it, right? So for me, I would say it's a balance and I've had to work really hard to find that balance, the art and the science of, you know, the how do you leverage that data? How do you bring it to life with the creative? And then, you know, how do you always kind of challenge yourself to go to these new, you know, frontiers like Be Real? We were the first beauty brand there. Twitch, we were the first beauty brand there. How do you get to those places which are kind of uncharted territories, yeah. but then show up and show up big? Not only uncharted territories, but in some ways, intimidating territories. Exactly. I think a lot of brands, exactly. you know, when they look at a platform like Be Real or, or even TikTok, there, it's not as easy as it was, obviously, to run a banner ad or even to post on something like Instagram. Exactly. Because a lot of it's video content. There's nuances with each of these platforms. Yeah. And since it's so intimidating, a lot of brands just keep doing what they're do doing. They don't jump into new frontiers. Exactly. And I think with Gen Z, and I, I would imagine this is a lot behind the growth of Elf within the Gen Z population, they, they're always on to a new thing. And exactly. you have to be there. Exactly. I mean, one of the things that I love is Number one, I love our CMO. She's kind of crazy. She leaves, reads every single uh, so, social post. Like I get, not just myself, everyone on the team, the marketing leadership probably gets tons of texts from her all the time. What are we doing? Why we need to do better for the consumer and so forth. So it starts with having a leader who is just really Cares about obsessed every detail. about I couldn't agree more. So now that bleeds into us. Now we are all also sort of learning to do that. We have to act as a consumer. You know, we lead sessions where we're criti criticizing ourselves, like compare ourselves to this PDP or that PDP. How are we doing? Is it easy to shop? So I think that's what I love about our culture is we're a culture of really not just sitting there and not being okay with the mediocre. We challenge ourselves. Our community is very, very engaged. They're very authentic. They tell us when they don't like something. So listen to your community be at these new frontiers, really keep your head in the stars, right? Listening to your community and moving at things with elf speed. Yeah. You know, so I like the elf speed. Is it 
challenging to put yourself in the shoes of a Gen Z consumer if you're not Gen Z? And how do you go about doing that? How do you know what's actually going to work <laughs> for them? Because I feel like their tastes are so discerning and changing yeah. every single day. I don't think it, it is. It is challenging because, you know, one good example is they say they want, they care about, if you read any stat, Gen Z really cares about sustainability. Yeah. But when it comes time to pay for it, they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. You know? So I think it is a balance. So we do listen to our consumer, but I think it's also about, we don't know everything, right? So listening to your community, serving them, understanding them, what are they purchasing? What are their behaviors? And really understanding that aspect. But then there's surrounding yourself with partners that actually know how to operate in those channels. TikTok wasn't going to be successful for us if we thought we could do it all right no what we did was we did a small campaign that told us hey there's an opportunity there we leaned in and we partnered with someone who knew tiktok yeah you guys and you guys have done partners all across the board exactly i'm gonna ask you a bunch of partnerships you guys have run because i'm really interested uh one of which is in the gaming space and when a lot of people (laughs) think about you know, a beauty brand, they think female centric. There's a misconception that gaming is male centric, which it's not. And yeah. but I think because of that, a lot of brands that target females don't go near gaming. Exactly. You guys have uh, dove in. Tell us about some of the work that you guys have done in the gaming space. Yeah, I mean, I think whether it be any collaboration that we did or even gaming, we saw that, on, especially on Twitch, we kept on seeing that there weren't a lot of uh, female gamers yeah. or they were actually being abused in some ways, like, you don't belong here, wow. you know, and so forth. And we were listening to this and watching this trend. And we said, we are a brand that really, uh, you know, sort of is centered around our purpose. You know, Elf is for every eye, lip and face and furry paws. We don't leave them behind. So I think if I think about sort of our purpose and then being there and really going all in to support sort of the gaming, female gaming community, we partnered with the number one and uh, number two female gamer called Lufu, mm-hmm. essentially. And then the rest was history. And now we have we were the first brand to like really go out there create a community and now we're just expanding our tentacles in other places so when you say uh partnering do you mean that you're hiring this individual and you guys are co-creating content you're learning yeah. about the audience that she serves and you're facilitating uh, the production of more content. That, exactly. And you're or inviting other, giving other female gamers a platform right. to come and actually talk about issues and talk about stuff or actually collaborate with them and do partnerships with them and giving them that opportunity that perhaps other brands haven't given them. Now, how do you tie that back to the product? So I think uh, it's no different than the challenge that we're trying to solve with metaverse and everything. How sure. do you take this digital product and create a physical product, right? Well, so I actually a, haven't seen anyone do that well uh, in the metaverse. No, other than I think Nike and right. Adidas do a fairly decent job. But I would say that it's similar in the concept of, you know, if I take our Lufu partnership, for example, we actually created a gaming collaboration, Game Up, right? So that came out of us knowing about the gaming community, really learning about their likes, dislikes, and creating a product that spoke to that segment, essentially. So that's one way that we have brought that to life. Another way is really... You know, if you think about sort of that community, most of it is Gen Alpha. It's not even Gen Z. You're actually creating your audience for the future, right? So you're not just uh, going there to sell them stuff. You're also going there to understand them, who they are. 
right. be where they are, but use that information also to sort of build the future roadmap that we want to do either with gaming or metaverse or everything else, right. you know? So there's a lot of rich information and creating that engagement and, you know, not every brand, every channel is for selling. Sometimes it's for engagement. Sometimes it's there because you want to support that purpose and yeah. you're doing something to actually make a difference in people's lives. It's life. all part of the story of the brand. It's, it's part has. of the story of the yeah. brand, right? So I think every channel has its uniqueness and you have to treat it like that. Absolutely. That's a great point. I also saw that you did a partnership with Chipotle, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about I mean, that. I mean, if you look at, you know, everything that we do is always driven by an insight. And mm -hmm. one of the key insights that people were when they walk into a Chipotle and they see that salad bar, it re reminds them of an eye kit, like a makeup eyeshadow kit. And that was just, wow, that is so true. You know, the green lettuce and the <laughs> red beans or whatever, reminding you of a red rouge, you know, eyeshadow or anything like that. So I think, and even if you looked at from, uh, we just admire Chipotle. We think we learned so much from Chipotle and it's a brand that, you know, truly inspires my CMO, myself and our marketing teams. And when we looked at their brand values, we looked at our brand values, they were spot on. And that's when we knew that we had to work with them. And the rest was history. Once we connected with them, you know, came our first campaign, which sold out online, I think in less than four minutes. And so then the co-branded product. Exactly, exactly. And then then that le led into our most viral product with the Chipotle collaboration, which was the avocado sponge. And basically it was the most talked about product on Reddit. <laughs> Imagine Reddit, which wow. is like not even a beauty blog when you think about it. And they were talking about, oh my God, where do I get this Chipotle? So you does know? somebody from your team come to you at the CMO <laughs> saying, let's partner with Chipotle? Like, where does that, where's that birth? Because it seems like such a far out idea for a yeah. beauty brand. And a lot of beauty brands would say, oh, burritos it doesn't really fit with beauty like it's just yeah i've worked with a lot of beauty brands which are very pretentious yeah right and that's probably why elf is so successful with the younger generation because it's not the exactly. fact that you partner with chipotle itself tells a story probably why you're able to connect <laughs> with the young audience right yeah i mean I, once again your feet on the ground is one of the things that we focus on which is listening to your community our right. community tells us Elf Chipotle, Elf Chipotle kept on coming. They up tell you our, where. Yeah, it's on our social channels, gotcha. right? And even if I think about, we have a private Facebook group for our loyalty, our iconic loyalty members. And some of these people have been there since the inception. So you have an Elf active community born. of your most. Oh right. man, they're so active. They call us out on stuff for them or uh, not at all no. not at all this is all organic and we engage with them and we actually work with them to you know uh, sort of improve ourselves our product our communications our everything and it's it's our loyalty members yeah. you know essentially but then the social if you're doing social listening right you're not just doing it for the sake of it right you're doing it to find those nuggets that allow you to do something crazy that people don't think is possible and I think, you know, um, Chipotle and Elf, that's was one byproduct of that. Elf and Duncan was another byproduct of that. And many more to come. Wow. <laughs>
you've talked about some of the work you've done with influencers in the gaming space. Uh, is influencers also a big piece of the overall puzzle as you look to go to market with Gen Z? And Absolutely. I mean, influencers, 100%, but we don't believe in, you know, sort of having a lot of paid big influencers. Right. For us, it's also about giving people an opportunity that don't really get an opportunity. You know, these are that. smaller influencers. So I give kudos to our IMC, our integrated marketing, you know, team, because they do such a brilliant job of having you know a pool of influencers that's that are very diverse and they always don't have like big followings but they are authentic and that's a big thing right especially with gen z the authenticity is huge it's huge platforms like tiktok and exactly all about exactly and even if you think about content creator economy i mean you just have to hone in on that even deeper and deeper There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming, to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. So, I mean, out of all the marketers I've spoken to on the Speed of Culture podcast, you definitely strike me and the brand as one of those innovative. Just in terms of not copying what other companies do, trying to be the first... (laughs) I'm sure that, you know, there, there must be a culture within your organization where it's okay to break things. It's okay to fail. Cause I'm sure every partnership has not been a home run. And I think that that is definitely something that a lot of brands should strive to do is, is don't be afraid and, and don't be afraid to break new ground because otherwise you're going to be stuck in a sea of sameness. There's so many brands out there, prolific, large brands that, you know, are still marketing right now. Like it's 2015. Right. Exactly. And they haven't moved forward at all. So I think that, you know, it's definitely a great path forward. See, yes, there, there's also, you know, buzz about some other, uh, you know, topics that are definitely hot topics for uh, CPG brands. And I'm going to just quick fire them to you and get your thought on them. One is just the rise of um, OTT and, and connected television. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a different world now than it was five, 10 years ago when brands were just spending money on the major networks or any upfront. What role do you see that playing as you build your brand moving forward? I think it's a it's already playing a big role. Like if I think about sort of how we put our dollars and where we put them, 
OTT is a big part of that. So if I think about everything, you know, all the segments that we're going to get after and so forth and all the privacy changes, I think uh, almost a almost a year ago, we made a conscious decision of starting to test and learn there. And that testing and learning and now has sort of grown into making a conscious investment in really big dollars that are paying off and the ROAS is great. So, yeah. And when you're in a world um, of OTT, is the, is the content different than it may have been several years ago when you're on a broadcast or, or cable? Like, are you getting much more... Exactly. Focus. I mean, even if you look look at sort of people's attention span, yeah. you know, how long the video is going to be and uh, the type of content it needs to be, how relevant it needs to be. I think every channel is so unique uh-huh. that you cannot serve the same piece of content anywhere. Therein lies the challenge that the brands are facing. Yep, the absolutely. The amount of unique content. They're not built for it. It's not built for it. Yeah. So I think the challenge is not like, hey, do we do this or not? Because if you do it right, I think it's paying off. Uh I think the challenge is, how do you have that much content that's so different for each platform? Yeah. Yeah. Another emerging hot topic is Be Real, which is probably the fastest growing social platform of 2022. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who don't focus on Gen Z don't even know what it is, but it's obviously a fast growing platform. And and Elf happens to be, I think, the the largest brand. Yeah, first beauty brand on on Be Real. What are your thoughts on that platform and, and why has that been a successful channel for you? I think, you know, for us, it's too early to say how successful or how it's paying off for us. What I will say is that we were the first there. Right. So obviously we learned a lot and it's a very authentic channel. It's not like your other, you know, where sort of um, channels where you have to pretend to be yeah. somebody. Or it po- for those who don't know, it pops up and say post now. Post so you now. don't have time to... Exactly. Yeah, right. you, you have to post where you are. So it is about how are you going to emerge, you know, sort of use that to, you know, incorporate your brand and show up authentically on that. So we're doing yeah. a lot of testing and learning. You know, we have a pool of sort of interns that are sort of on be real and they'll post while they're in the office or they'll do something fun so i do think it's about how you're going to be using it but it's very early and we're still learning yeah and you talk about being first on be real i mean is it hard to be first like you have to is it about just making a decision quickly acting fast because i would imagine for a lot you know that for a company of your scale being first is not easy because you have legal, you have all these decisions <laughs> that need to be made, et cetera. It seems like your organization is unique in, in one way and that moves very fast. We have no red tapes. When we decide and we see a signal and we saw that our community was be real, be real, we just dove And that's right a competitive in. advantage, right? That's a good, yeah, you dove right in. And I think that the beauty of ELF is that we don't have those guardrails or those red tape that's not to say that we don't do our diligence around what we should be very public company to be responsible but i think it's just being there first gives you this advantage that you know you learn a lot a lot sooner and then you activate yeah one of the last areas uh i'm going to get into an area that everyone's talking about being first in right now is in the world of ai yeah you know, we've seen chat gpt kind of explode <laughs> it's all anyone's talking about right now on it's LinkedIn. all over ces it's all over right ces it really is. What role do you think it has with, with your brand and brands in your industry as we head into 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think Chat GPT, of course, just took off, right? But then you also have Jasper.ai, yep. you have Dolly, you have all this other stuff that is solving for particular things for scale. So if my, for example, my brother is a voice artist. 
And he has spent the last three weeks doing nothing but just learning chat GPT because it's going to take away his job in right. some ways, right? In in some ways of like his, he writes poetry, he does all of this stuff. And so he's trying to understand on how he can improve himself. Up level, up level up right? Up level. Right. So I think it's not about replacing job, is that how do you leverage this technology to solve for issues? And I think with chat GPT, Dolly, Jasper.ai, you can really, really solve for the amount of content that you need and right. the constant modification of what's, and the amount of testing and learning that you need to have in your pipeline to like really be successful. So I think uh, it's definitely something that's going to be, you know, evolving. I think there there are security and other copywriting and other concerns yeah. that are not going to allow for you to use this as a mass, like I'm going to solve for everything. Right. But I think definitely you're going to start seeing products that are going to be leveraging this technology to either solve for the massive amount of content that you need or copywriting that you need or creative that you need. Right. And, and ultimately, I believe, just like any other tool, the tool is only as good as the inputs for the people exactly. that are using it. So, I mean, even if you think about, you know, of course, like I am uh, inherently curious. My brother's inherently curious. He saw this and he was like, how is this going to impact my job? But so if I think about the creators, the creative team should be paying attention to this. Absolutely. They have to pay attention to this because if the young creators that are coming out don't know how to use this, they will not have a job in the future. Yeah. So I do Look at Steamrolled by somebody who... Exactly. Right. Who has figured out how to make this better and better than a human. But you need right? to move fast, right? Exactly. You talk about moving you, fast. I mean, exactly. our, our company is talking about it. So many are as well because you don't want to be a company that's no longer relevant because exactly. the things that you did six months ago, one day you're finding out, you know what, like that could just be done by somebody else by hitting a button. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And the pace of change is it's, accelerating it's right now. Massive. Yeah. It's massive. So I do think that it, this is going to require, you know, our education system, our, you know, sort of students that are coming up in sort of coming up, like how do you get them quickly up to speed on this. Not so much that's writing their term papers, maybe, though. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So we'll see how that plays out. And is there anything else as we we head into 2023 as it relates to the beauty industry that excites you for next year that you guys might be focusing on? Oh, my God. There's so much. Like, of course, the AI, the chat GPT, Dolly, all how do we leverage that to, like, solve for some of the massive amount of content that we need? That's number one. Number two is just this, it's become a buzzword, like the metaverse, the web three, and sort of what is the real value? Right. And then how do you bring it to life that can be monetized? Yeah. Because we've done a lot of testing and learning, but what is the monetization work stream that we have to go after? And a lot of that with with the metaverse is it requires a change in, I think, consumer behavior. It does. Which which might not be there yet. We're like, when you look at like some of the tools we were just talking about on the AI front, the practicality of it's right in your face. You understand it. So I think that's the difference between those things. Exactly. Even the blockchain was something where a lot of people still don't really understand the practicality of it. Exactly. The promise of it was so huge, but it kind of never really did what everyone thought it was. We're not using Bitcoin to buy things. It's just, it's well, not there yet. That has to do with the infrastructure of just America. Or right. The and the applications that's on and top of it. And the application right. itself. And the number one thing that people need to solve for is sort of the integration. Yeah. Right. So right. these things, if they don't talk to each other. Right. And they don't work as an interconnected way, then you're not going to be able to. And they have it. to be easy to use. They have the to reason that chat GPT works, it's a, it's, it's a chat bot, just like 
texting. So, exactly. so anybody can use it, and that's why it's taking off. Where mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to mint an NFT or get in exactly. the metaverse or these things, exactly. and and that takes time to change that type of behavior. And I think that's the biggest difference. That is the biggest difference. I totally, totally agree. So I do think that these technologies are going to be ad- sort of evolving. Yeah, I think the brands should be testing and learning. We have a few really interesting things that we're going to be doing in the next coming. I can't months. wait to see. I can't talk about. It. But yes, for sure. Like we are always at the forefront and testing and learning is in our DNA. Is that why you're here at CES? Because it's for 100%. all... 100%. I yeah. mean, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. When I was looking at the menu, I was like, I want to go here. I want to go, oh my God, how many sessions can I attend, you know? <laughs> yeah. And again, that even itself is a new thing because I've been coming to CES for well over a decade. And there was a time where it was only consumer electronics companies and now you have beauty brands and and well, walks funny life here. story i was checking in and the person who was giving me my thing was like you're with a beauty brand what are you doing here? right and i was like what yeah like it's like do you have any idea how many beauty brands are here like i'll just come you almost need like, to I'm, be here i'm meeting with ulta tomorrow here i'm meeting with so many cpg heads and everything tomorrow and i'm like wow like this is how do you take these technologies and actually monetize them? That's where brands and retailers come yeah. in. We really are at CES here at the center of the universe of innovation and branding and content exactly. and digital. That's really what's become. It's exciting. So to wrap things up, is there a, a one quote that you like to live by that you wake up every day and, and try to focus on? Oh, anything is elfing possible. Oh, like, I love that. So so that's unique to elf. Right? Yeah, it is very unique. To, I mean, it sounds is, like it. You're you paying know, that off. Oh, my God. Anything is elfing possible. I When I first joined elf, it was my week one. And I walked in. I was like, wow, this everybody works here. Everybody's so excited to like make stuff happen. And since that day, and today is my seven year anniversary. Oh, wow. I Happy anniversary. Anything is elfing possible. Definitely something that I live by. I love that. Well, this has been amazing. I cannot wait for our audience to hear all the things that you guys are doing. And I just know that we could have talked probably for another three hours about all the things because <laughs> you've got that energy that's very unique. And, you know, that explains a lot about why you've been so successful and obviously it's spilling over to the business else. So thank you so much for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of your time here at CES. On behalf of the Susie and Adam team, once again, thanks again to Ecta for joining us. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Speed of Culture podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, see you soon, everyone. Take care. Speed of Culture is brought to you by Suzy as part of the Adweek Podcast Network and AGAS Creator Network. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. To find out more about Suzy, head to suzy.com. And make sure to search for the Speed of Culture in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Click follow so you don't miss out on any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Suzy, thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? 
Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 